Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. And we're back, two-thirds of us guys of a certain age, Robbie Koblenz alongside... Art Shirley. We're in studio, and Jay's in a boat. Jay's on a boat. In a boat, on a boat. Hopefully not floating beside I'm on a boat. boat. Yeah. Sorry. That's like the beginning of some sort of... Rap song. Obscure 80s tune, right? <laughs> well, there's a rap song, too, by the name. Oh, is it? Well, yeah, yeah I'm not culturally hip. So Me either. That's, that's why I don't know any more than that line. <laughs> and that's why we're doing <laughs> a podcast right. for that's old right. geeks. That's right. Oh, man. How are you doing today, Mr. Shirley? Doing okay. Enjoying this relatively cool weather as we are in uh, 92 instead of 98. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. It's just brutal out there. We're going to North Carolina on a shoot next week and looking forward to maybe a little respite from it. But oh, yeah. Uh, Hopefully so. Yeah, probably not knowing my luck. Anyway, all right. Let's jump into some Geeks of the Week. Uh, we've got multiples between the two of us. Yeah. We're making up for Jay. We're making up for Jay. We can never truly make up for Jay. That's true. That's it. That's it. All right. What do you got? Uh, San Diego Comic Con has has, has, has passed now, and by the time this airs, will be long since passed. A lot of trailers came out. There's been some really cool stuff. The Wakanda Forever trailer looks awesome. It's going to be quite the tearjerker. Very sad. Yes. Uh, the Henry Cavill, rhymes with travel, news that I had, the rumors did turned out to be unfounded. and uh, But they didn't debunk it. Well, no, but... Uh, the Rock and the, that crew, I think The Rock was gone by the time the audience started booing, but they did start booing because they, they did not make an announcement about Henry Cavill being uh, back in the Superman uh, cape as part of the Warner Brothers uh, movies coming up. But we will still hold out hope. One thing that was cool, uh, the She-Hulk trailer. Did you see the... Oh, man, it was great. It looks good. Yeah, I've gotten kind of fired up about it now. Did you see where Feige said it's our first half-hour comedy show? Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so. it, it looks like that's what they're leaning into, but it looks like it's going to be good. The thing that was... There were several things that were cool about it. There's a little cameo at the end that oh, uh, yeah. is Daredevil. And it was hard to tell for me, but I understand he's wearing a version of his... Uh, costume that actually has yellow in it which harkens back to his original ah, Daredevil costume i nice. didn't see it but you know i mean it was very quick but i understand that that people are saying that he actually has some yellow in it that's supposed to go back he yellow and black's what he had first and then he went to the red so and as i understand they announced uh, a daredevil limited series on yes, Disney plus that's right we haven't talked about that yet no that's we have right. not we, we haven't talked not, about any san diego yeah Comic-Con. so yeah and it, uh I understand they said that Daredevil's going to be like on Disney Plus for four and a half months. So I'm sure part of that is appearance he may make in She-Hulk, his own show, and maybe he's doing some other cameos as well. That may have been an exaggeration, but uh, but people are excited about that. Although people that aren't excited about it are the ones from ABC or any uh, pre-Disney shows that are finding out that they're not canon Uh so anyway, that's kind of sad, but you know, they're saying it just took place in another MCU multiverse, which I mean, what didn't at this point? Well, you've got to think maybe Jessica Jones might show up. Yeah, I think so. I think, well, I think all, I think Jessica Jones will show up, you know, I, I, I would say maybe Luke Cage. I don't know that we'll see the Punisher and I know we won't see uh iron fist. Yeah. Uh, the, the, Actor who played Luke Cage. He's in contract with CBS. He's still doing sure. evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't think Kristen Ritter 
who played Jessica Jones is doing anything at this point. Right. So, um, I yeah, I thought that looked great. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is he's it, supposed to be back for that and and for the T in Echo Echo yeah and also uh, the Daredevil yeah, series which they we're in Phase Five now. So part of Marvel's announcement was the whole lineup for Phase Five. And well, Phase Five, I mean Phase Four ends with Wakanda Forever. Is that correct? I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. and so Phase, but they had what's coming up as part of Phase Five uh, going into what twenty twenty four, I guess. Yeah, yeah. so. Uh, anyway, so I'm sure we'll we may do a deeper dive on that at some point. But anyway, that's exciting stuff. Lots of information. Mm-hmm. Uh, but She-Hulk looked great. Yeah, I think so too. I know there were some CGI pro- CGI problems with it, uh, you know. And but I think especially with a comedy twist, some of that may be forgiven. It just it looks it looks fun to me, and I was kind of worried about it at first. Um, and then there's what is the the. Two adventure movies that will be back to back in twenty twenty four. Right. It? Yeah. The Russo brothers are not attached. Uh, the director of Shachi is doing them. Okay. Good deal. And uh, so they're going to lean straight into the Kang. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Russo brothers have struck gold. Uh, this is a, just an aside with the Gray Man. Have you watched that yet? No. Have you? Yeah. We watched it Friday night the night it came out. It just happened on it. We I'd seen some stuff about it, but didn't realize it was on Netflix already and we really enjoyed it it's a little bit of a John Wick type movie it is PG-13 so it's it's not quite as violent but it's plenty violent but yeah. um, it was it was good uh, we enjoyed it they're apparently they're turning this into a franchise so I imagine the Russo brothers will be tied up with that for a little while I saw that for a bit you know it, they wanted their own extended mm-hmm. universe and that's that's the thing now the extended universe oh yeah also at San Diego Comic Con I mean they talked Fantastic Four but no mention of who who the cast was going to be yeah right. so there's still a yeah. lot of things up in the air and X-Men I think was also yeah. mentioned but we don't know I saw something just in passing about uh, the actors are still under contract uh, with with the Fox Thing. So if they want to cast somebody, they'd have to buy out those contracts. I don't know if that's real or not. I just saw, you know, something, a, a little news blurb about it, but it, it could have been clickbait, and I just didn't click on it to find out what it was. I, I would be curious who Wolverine, who, who they're going to cast as. Yeah, a, they're as looking a at. Um, uh, I can't remember the guy. How do you say the guy's name? He was the guy from the Kingsman oh, ask me. and Elton John, yeah. uh, Taron Aragon, or something like that. Yeah. But which he 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 looks like. Yeah, I think they're going to go with the shorter guys opposed to the Hugh Jackman type. But it's going to be hard to to replace Hugh Jackman. Man, he, sure. he, he was so definitive for yeah. it. So, what uh, you got? Oh, I've got uh, I've got a couple. We've got uh, uh, you've got some sad news. I've got some sad news. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bernard Cribbins, uh, who played Donna Noble's grandfather in Doctor Who, died earlier today as we're yeah. recording. Age of ninety three. Now, this is a guy who's a, a lion of 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 British television. Yeah. I, I did not recognize the name, but I saw you show me the picture and it's like, good grief. Yeah. Faulty towers. I mean, pretty much anything, anything, but he, he really rose to international prominence in doctor who and Mm -hmm. came back multiple times, even without Donna. So, um, you know, as I understand, Oh, I forgot this. He was in Peter Cushing's doctor who, Second Doctor Who movie. Wow, okay. Invasion Earth 2150. He was a, a companion. He was a police officer. Okay. So, so his so that doctor. Would have been an early role for him. Yeah, probably, his right? Doctor Who um, cred kind of goes a long, uh-huh. long way. But uh, anyway, he was just, he was great. He brought a little bit of humanity to uh, to to that role. I mean, an elderly guy who, yeah. I, I, he just, he was great in Doctor Who. So sad to see that he had passed. 
Yeah, so, that was real bad. And then you want uh, to talk about uh, one of the other? Well, we had, I was just going to mention, we had had several in a row there. Alan Grant, a, a comic book writer, wrote uh, Judge Dredd and some Batman novels passed away. I think probably the day we recorded last week or possibly the day after that. David Warner, yeah. who is another one of those, you may not recognize the name, but you'd instantly recognize the face because he's been in a whole bunch of movies, uh, including uh, Tron, was in the original Tron. Yeah. Uh, Paul Sorvino, who... Uh, well, he was also... David Warner was in Doctor Who as well. Oh, was he really? Yeah. Okay. He was also played uh, Jack the Ripper in a... H- time After Time. Time After Time with yeah. Malcolm McDowell. Paul Sorvino passed away. Um, uh, and I imagine that's a name you recognize, and certainly you would recognize the actor, which somebody remarked, that's another uh, mobster actor that's passed away. We've had several of those uh, over the past few weeks. Uh, very talented, Paul Sorvino. And then, to me, one that really hit uh, was Tony Dow. We heard that he had passed away uh, maybe a day or two ago. And that was a, a falsely reported, but he did. It was confirmed the day that he passed away. He's been fighting cancer for quite some time. But Wally from Leave it to Beaver, Wally Cleaver. Uh, so, sorry to see him him pass away. And all these folks, we, we, we hate to see this. But uh, just kind of a, a several uh, celebrity deaths right here in a, low, in, in a row. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, speaking of a celebrity death, uh, it is the 30th anniversary of the death of Superman. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so if you remember, 1993, January 1, yeah. DC killed off Superman, uh-huh. which at that point was very, very controversial. Uh-huh. And, and you think now, oh, superheroes dying off is no big deal. Yeah. Well, it was kind of a big deal back then. And the thing that was so amazing to me was um, you, you just didn't know about it very right. much ahead of time right no that's right yeah. you know the only way you're going to get geek spoilers is by you know mags like Starlog or mm. or oh gosh what were some of the other mags that we fangora yeah um, um that was more there horror was, there was a, a comic book magazine too and i can't remember what the name of it was but it was kind of specifically comic book but you know we didn't have access to those either i mean no. our you know unless gundog may have had some of that stuff well, was gundog in business then yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Good dog was okay. in business in the late 80s. And West Point had a very short-lived um, comic book store at the time. Yeah. And uh, a friend of ours um, got the uh, that comic book. Cindy Hodo bought me that comic when it came out. So I've got that uh, that comic book that he, he dies in. I, yeah. I've, I've actually got it in the original vinyl. Yeah. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Okay. So, But if you think back, you know, it was very controversial. Mm-hmm. They killed him. You knew he was coming back. Yeah. And uh, it was a prolonged, it took uh-huh. six or eight months for him to come back. And that yeah. was back when comic books were a month at a time. Right. And, and they were, brought him back in various ways. They didn't bring him back like as he was originally. They, they, they brought him back in. They, well, they brought replacement Supermans back at yeah. first. So you had Steel, who became a Superman. You had, uh, I think, a, an android Superman. I can't remember yeah. what all it was. Yeah, you had a variety of yeah. them. So, but uh, DC's going to kind of lean into it and, and, and uh, celebrate the 30th uh-huh. anniversary. They're doing a couple different things. They're going to reprint the original Superman 75, which is where he died. Okay. Um, but they're also, they've got a um, uh, a 80-page special comic okay. that's going to have uh, a couple of, uh, actually four new stories from the original creative yeah. team. Um, you know, you've got The Life of Superman, uh, a young John Kent, which is Lois Lane and Clark's son, mm-hmm. finds out that his dad died a long time before he was born. Okay. And kind of a little, uh, his parents never told him about it, a right. little emotional trauma. 
if I was John Kent, I would be more worried about how my parents look exactly the same now <laughs> as they right. did then. Right. Um, then you've got uh, standing guard. So you've got an epic battle between Superman and Doomsday from the Guardians perspective. Okay. So the Guardians came in, were part of all that. Yeah. Um, there is a story called Time. And that's how um, John Henry hit Iron's perspective. You know, he became steel. He mm-hmm. saw it happening. And then the one that, that I'm most interested in is called Above and Beyond. And that's uh, the from the point of view of Mom Paul Kent seeing Clark die. Oh, yeah. And uh, so really powerful stories. The original creative team, um, that and they're going to collect everything until hardbound as you know they would yeah right but uh, that's going to be kind of leaking out through the fall leading up to the to the january anniversary and i didn't remember that book coming out in january for some reason i thought it was a late fall book yeah me too so the same thing but anyway okay 30th anniversary of the death of superman all right and how many supermen later have we gone through oh yeah i don't know several (sighs) just kind of crazy we got a bunch kind of crazy all right Without Jay here, we're going to talk Strange New Worlds, the latest Star Trek endeavor. I should say Enterprise. I was going to say, yeah. The latest Star Trek Enterprise up next. We are back, and we're going to talk Strange New Worlds, the latest Star Trek series, which, I mean, we're kind of strange and new. It would be most appropriate if we had... Strange old guys? World? Yeah, with, with Jay, but... He hasn't seen it, so spoiler alert, Jay, if you haven't watched it yet, which you probably haven't, we're going to talk about the series. He so. didn't download them all to go watch on the boat? You know, I hate Paramount's application. Their player's horrible. Yeah. Because they, the only way you can download is if on, a, on iOS, on an iPad, yeah. is if the application is in the front going oh so you, so can't, you can't start no, it to download and then go do something else no. with your life and then it uh it's just buggy left uh, and right it's crazy it's yeah. one of the worst yeah um applications out there hmm. so um, i need to work on that they do i'm about to cancel it um almost i know a, i need to get <laughs> now that we've seen this we're instantly canceling. well I'm, I'm gonna finish out discovery i'm in season four yeah not enjoying season four at all okay. of Discovery. I don't think that I'll watch. I, I actually thought about rewatching this, Strange New Worlds. Uh, we did watch The Offer, which we liked a whole lot. I need to watch that. Yeah, that's very good. You couldn't refuse it, right? I could not refuse it. Um, well, but it, uh, anyway, Strange New Worlds, though. We both. Well, hold very, on. Let me, let me okay. rant about Discovery for a second. Okay. Guys, I'm telling you, you need to have characters that you care about, uh, that you want to see grow and change and not get on your nerves for whining. I was going to say whining is what they did a lot of. I thought they had gotten past that. Season three was pretty good, but season four has been a wine fest. No cheese involved. And, (laughs) you know, I'm just, I I, I love the captain. I can't pronounce her last name. Right. You know, but she is phenomenal. Maybe one of my favorite captains. Uh Um, But there's not really anybody else around. Yeah her that I care a whole lot. Yeah. About. So. That was what, that's what it, I mean, they seem to be very earnest, but it was hard to really even kind of differentiate between who was who, because again, they just seemed to be whining a lot, a lot. And they're talented actors. I know some of these folks from other places and I think they're all good folks, but yeah, I just, it never, it didn't really hit home with me. Yeah. Unlike strange new worlds, which did very much so. And I don't know what the difference is. Maybe it's, Maybe it's that it's episodic instead of, you know, so that there's not that. 
Yeah, but Strange New Worlds doesn't take itself too seriously. It definitely does not. It has it has a lot of fun with itself. And to me, Discovery is bearing the weight of everything on its shoulders. Right. You know, it was the first Star Trek, new Star Trek in years. Yeah. And uh, they had a pretty audacious, audacious, audacious premise. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, bringing back some, some creating characters in Star in Spock's life that yeah. you'd never heard right. of before, yeah. you know, it was kind of, kind of interesting. Uh-huh. So, but I, enough about discovery yeah. and we're not even going to talk Picard. No, okay. no, we're not. Um, so what did you think of strange new worlds? I liked it a lot. I think that, uh, the sense of humor about it, you know, was something that had a lot of appeal to me. It doesn't, it didn't get, it didn't weigh itself down with drama which I think is the problem that Picard had and Discovery seems to be having based on what you're saying. I think it it has fun. It has it has action and adventure. It still has dramatic moments. I mean, there are, there are you know, real-world stakes. We've seen some deaths. We've seen some evolutions of characters. So we've seen th- some things happen. I think that things that they did well were they, they gave us characters we knew already, were familiar with, but didn't lock themselves up. Uh, into doing just an impression of an old character or, you know, uh, you know, so slavish in their depiction of the character based on what had gone before. They, they said, we're going to, this is the character, you know the character, but we're going to take some liberty and let that character be somebody different, yeah, especially with Spock. And, and the, they have had, they've had some great fun with the Spock character. Boy, I tell you, Ethan Peck. He's really, really good. I mean, he... Uh-huh. You've got to think Leonard Nimoy would approve yeah, his, I would his approach so. to Spock. Again, he is not uh, he is he's not Leonard Nimoy's Spock. He but he is it's faithful to the idea of Spock with I think a modern sensibility about it. And um, his his fiance to Paul, yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, the actress she's great. Who, who played her, and that I mean, you you had a lot of that early on, yeah, and it was just. It was excellent. Yeah, Just absolutely it's really, excellent. really good. Really good. Anson Mount is incredible to me. I think he's he's probably one of my favorite captains, maybe my second favorite captain after Kirk. I don't know that I could ever get past Kirk. But uh man, he's right up there. And he's he does great with uh with dramatic roles, but obviously has a great uh comic sense too, because the the episode where they were in kind of the Dungeons and Dragons fantasy world or whatever, and he's playing this very against type character, just really really good. So I, I thought it worked real well. Uh, uh, the production value I think is great. The series looks great. Yeah, would you does. agree? I, I would. Effects are all good. It feels cinematic. I think when it first aired, you and I may have said that about the series that yeah. it felt cinematic as opposed to TV. Yeah. Uh, I think that they were right in freeing themselves from this idea of, well, this is supposed to take place before the original series. How come the tech looks so much better? We understand why it looks better. Yeah. You know, it's, it's 40 years, 50 years or whatever removed from the original series and things have changed and we're not going to, we're not going to do this slavish fan fiction recast retelling of the original series. You know, as much as I may have loved the original series, it's great. I mean, but gosh, dog, you know, Kirk's got to walk into Pike's room and go, what happened? What, ha- what happened to this room? Where did this turn into the shuttle bay or something? Why is my room basically a closet? And you've got, you know, this, 
this entertaining suite here. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's been a cool thing. It's been a, a great way to give them an area for more of a relaxed setting. So I think that's been good. Absolutely. And uh, I love the music. Let me just say, I love the theme song. The interpretation yes. and then the rift on the original series. Yeah. Enough Phenomenal. of an homage to the original series, yeah. but still being its own thing. I also like, like in the Spock Amok uh, episode where they revisit uh, the Amok Time yeah. episode. And they have that little sound cue that was the battle music that... Yeah. Uh, that shows up in Cable Guy too, but uh, uh, so it was great and that worked really good. Uh, what was your favorite episode so far? I wonder if we have the same one. Mm. I really like the alternative history one that was almost shot for shot of the original. I can't remember the name of the uh, Balance of Terror. Balance of Terror, and yeah. then what's the um, what's the retelling? What's the strange new? Which one is Balance of Terror, and which one is? The, okay, a quality of mercy quality is of the mercy. first one. Yeah. And yeah. then the that's the is the Strange New Worlds version. Yeah, I yeah. like yeah. I like that a lot. And I never watched a balance. Yeah, of that's terror. my favorite episode of Star Trek, the original series in Star Trek period. Yeah. But um and I probably got the name wrong, but I think that's what it is. I think it's balance but, of terror. Uh, but anyway, it was first look at the Romulans. And so this reimagines that from uh, from the Pike Enterprise crew version. And it is, I mean, you've got lines that are delivered. The, shot know, for shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So good. Um, I know that a lot of people don't like uh, the Kirk that they've cast. Uh, I'm okay with him. I, I would rather not see much of James Kirk in this yeah. series. I want it to be yeah. Pike's Enterprise. We can see, we should mention, We've got uh, a version of Uhura in this. She's great. She's great. We've got a version of Nurse Chapel, who I really like. They're leaning into the Spock Chapel uh, romance or relationship, anyway, friendship, if nothing else, that's hinted at later. Yeah. But uh, the actress Jess Bush uh, plays her. I just I think she's phenomenal. I think all the all the performers are great. I think they're great. Uh, but uh, I think that's been really good. Now. We did have a death. We had Hemmer, who was uh, an Andorian. Uh, species uh, an albino andorian species i can't remember what that species was called but he dies spoiler alert by the way uh in this episode so you wonder who's going to be the new chief of engineering will they bring in scotty and bring in yet another from the original series uh character or will they have somebody as, as their own engineer so you remember it was a quality of mercy that's yeah. the mm-hmm. and so you have a scotty sound alike oh yeah yeah you never see him but yeah. uh spock's in the jeffrey's tube and uh you hear uh scotty of course that's set in the future that's so he's that's seven uh, years in the future yeah Eight. so we don't know but you know will they bring a scotty in i think that'd be okay i mean yeah. i don't mind seeing like I said, I'm, I'm happy with the liberties they're taking uh, because the storytelling works so well. It does. So it I did. think it's good. Yeah. I, I think I told you, I, I think this is the closest thing to Roddenberry's original mm-hmm. vision since the original series. Yeah. And his son is is the lead producer on it, yeah. Eugene Roddenberry. I guess that's his son. I don't imagine it's his grandson. Uh, but anyway, that's... Uh, a descendant of yeah. his. And uh, so uh, I think he's keeping the, keeping the vision alive. I do think that, uh, you know, as good as next generation and then deep space nine Voyager, all those were. Uh, and I do think those were good. I think that they started to get in. They, they kind of got away from a little bit of, I, I think in some ways they got away from uh, Gene Roddenberry's original vision. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they did a great job, but um 
I, and also, I, I still think the episodic thing works better. You have overarching storylines that, uh, you know, they're picked up episode to episode, but you can watch an episode in a self-contained. And, and I, that's one of the things I love about it. You know, I really like serialized television. This was this is an approach of doing yeah. it episodically, but you've got some, like you said, some season-long arcs. Then uh-huh. you've got things of consequence. If you remember, I remember Ronald Moore, who wrote for Next Generation, uh-huh. went on to do Battlestar Galactica and For All Mankind. Yeah, uh, He said, you know, part of the Star Trek Bible when writing for Next Generation is... Regular writers were not allowed to affect change, permanent change to the Enterprise. You had to reset with the right. crew and the yes. ship yes. at the end of the episode uh-huh. to get where you were. Yeah, we're not seeing that here. No, that and that's that's a great adjustment. Yeah, because what happened is you would have writers that came in that weren't familiar with the characters. So you, I noticed this. I saw an episode of uh, the original series and and. You know, Kirk called McCoy Bones. That was his name. And he was calling him Doc in this one. I'm going, this guy hasn't really, you know, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't off, but it was off enough to where you go, that's not. And so you don't see this. Or if something is damaged or somebody dies, that's going to play into future episodes or, or continuing episodes as opposed to, okay, everything, like you said, everything's reset and we're just starting over. So I think that's a good adjustment. How do you feel about the Gorn being made, these the big bads? Uh, I think that's an interesting twist. I know a lot of people have a problem with the Gorn that is presented very, very much of an alien-type character, the, the movie Alien as opposed to just an alien, but uh, uh, in this one and versus the, the very slow <laughs> toga-wearing Gorn that uh, Kirk fought. Uh, in uh, the original series, people have said things, you know, like, oh, well, perhaps the young version are much more the aggressive animal type. And then after they reach a certain age, they slow down. And then other people <laughs> kinda, said, kind of like people. Yeah, that's right. As, as people do, uh, people have said, just enjoy it. I mean, they're, they're taking a, a character and they're putting their spin on it. I think that's okay. We've seen the Gorn. Uh, did Discovery have Gorn in it? A, I don't recall. Yeah. Discovery. Oh, no, I think the Enterprise had Gorn in it. But anyway, I think uh, yeah, Enterprise, yeah. the series Enterprise. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think that's I think that's I, I'm glad they didn't try to do the Borg. I think the idea of uh, uh, I think the Discovery we've seen the Klingon stuff, so we didn't need to see that again. This gives the this gives a, a way to have uh, an alien that we're familiar with uh, that we don't necessarily have. Uh, diplomatic relations or ties with and can be just a, a just a good enemy you know so talking about star trek next generation just recall when we talked about david warner mm-hmm. a minute ago you talk about a guy who is who is all through the star trek yeah uh, yeah you know he was um he was in the final frontier he was uh gorkon in um in the undiscovered country so he yeah. was he was a klingon but probably his most famous character is that of uh goal madrid from um, next generation uh-huh. uh chain of command part one and two and that's most infamous for the picard torture stains yeah you know, there are four lights <laughs> you know which is a masterful performance by by warner but yeah. anyway you know it, the cardass he portrays a cardass yeah. he's torturing picard uh-huh. a very cold war ish thing yeah but yeah. uh anyway just i wanted to shout out yeah we, and i'm glad you mentioned that because in in looking at what all he had done yeah i mean he certainly is one of these you know we we've mentioned jeffrey wright before but he's one of these these guys that shows up in a lot of what we 
you know, espouse here on guys of a certain age. That's right. That's <laughs> you know? right. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I just, and so well, any other thoughts on? Well, you know, one of the things for me, it was 10 episodes, right? Right. Strange 10 episodes. Yeah. They which were didn't all, feel like 10 episodes. They were incredibly strong across yeah. the board because, you know, that was one of the things about Star Trek Next Generation. Even when you got to the third season, you would have some dogs in there from time yes. to time. Yeah. This was strong from the get-go. And, and even the limited series that we've seen, we've talked about Mandalorian, which yeah. we loved. We've talked yeah. about some of these other series, some of the Marvel stuff that may have had a filler episode, yeah. or what felt like a little filler episode. And there were none of these. Now, there were some that were very different in tone. Again, the Elysian Kingdom or whatever yeah, it was. That was that, great. But it was very true to original series Star Trek because they would have something that was just, you know, very off kilter. Yeah. Uh, it managed to fit in with the story. So it, it played a role in that story uh, as opposed to just being completely, you know, like almost an alternate universe kind of take of something. But um, they, were, they weren't afraid to have fun with things. Uh, I would like to, are there any characters, do you remember characters well enough from the original series that you'd like to, to see show up? You know, I'm going to be honest. I probably have seen mm-hmm. all the way through maybe a dozen episodes of the yeah. original series. Yeah. Um, I, I just never got into the original series. Yeah. For me, that what took place for me was original Doctor Who. Yeah. At the same uh-huh. time, yeah. same so production quality. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have the same affinity yeah. for original Doctor Who that you do for Star Trek right. because where it came. Yeah. As I was growing up. Um, now they brought Harry Mudd back for Discovery. Yeah, uh, with Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson playing yeah. it from uh, best known as Dwight from The Office. I wouldn't mind seeing him make an appearance on this. I think that character might be could have more, even more fun on Strange New Worlds than he was allowed to have in Discovery. Now it was great to see him in Discovery, but I think that might be kind of fun. How far through Discovery did you get? Uh, I was into. Okay, which which it was a second series that Pike and crew yeah. appeared on. Okay, so I saw all of one, all of two, and I'd I'd got probably gotten halfway through three. So the 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 being the creature from City on the Edge of Forever. Did yeah, you get I didn't to see that. that. One? Did not so see that, that shows back up in Discovery season okay, three. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. So that'd be good. So they've got a couple of uh, uh-huh. callbacks there. So, uh, I, but I don't want to see Borg. No, I don't either. And I really don't want to see a lot of stuff from the original series, especially things that were the way they handled the seeing the Romulans was good because they they projected that into the future. Yeah, that was the first time that despite their having been at war with the Romulans for 100 years, they'd never seen him before because of the technology. So you don't want them to see Romulans first. Uh, They did that with Enterprise, which I think kind of was uh, not a great idea, but. So I don't want to see that. I, don't, I, I do not want to see Borg. I don't want to see Borg at all. Uh, Klingons, sure, that'd be fine. Um, but there are other species, and they've, they, they've done some of that. We've seen a little bit of that with some of the diplomatic things where they've brought in other other series. What was the thing from the original series, the big gigantic space log that was that? What that was, was that? the Doomsday Machine. The Doomsday Machine. Yeah. Uh-huh. See, I'd like to see the Doomsday Machine. Yeah. Yeah, and that would be that would be kind of kind of a neat thing to see. You know, Uh, know. there was a fan theory years ago that the Doomsday Machine was developed to fight the Borg. Oh, okay, which would be kind of cool. Yeah. So, but Uh, but yeah, there are some things that they could do. Uh, We've also got. We'll mention that uh, Pike's um, fate is is still pretty much sealed in terms of him uh, being horribly disfigured and in a, a nuclear reaction or a, a warp core reaction and which leads him in the original series to be uh confined to this 
very simple space wheelchair kind of thing, which you go, with their technology that they've got, we could do more than that now. Surprising that's what he's in. But anyway, it's that's the, what's the Professor X chair. Yeah, that's right. He knows this is coming. And yeah. he has made some steps. That's what led to the quality of mercy stuff. He's trying trying to see if he can avoid that. And I think now he's resigned to, to the fact that he can. But at, as viewers, we all want him to some, find some way to bypass that fate. So what about number one? Yeah, I think number one's been great. Um, Rebecca Romaine plays that character. Um, they're giving her, she's an Illyrian, which uh, is a species that uh, has genetically modified themselves to improve who they are. So she almost is a superhero at some things that we didn't necessarily get from her appearance in the original series. But um, that's, that's, there's some repercussions of that, which again, as you pointed out, are not going to just go away at the end of an episode. So, so we'll, yeah, I feel like, you know, she's arrested at the end of the, uh, the season finale. Right. And so feel like, you know, she's going, that's going to be kind of season two. How do what we they deal with that? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And again, okay with having a, an overarching story, but you know, don't make it, you know, finish an episode each time. There should be a, a story that's told with each episode. And I think that's, that, that works real well. I'd like them to keep doing that. Um, we haven't seen any Klingons. No, that's what I said. We haven't, we haven't seen any Klingons. And so, uh, of course at this point they would still be an enemy. Um, uh, but, um, I, you know, I know they're around, they're out there. I mean, it wasn't like they were existing, uh, uh, alien species that you know there was a uncomfortable they represented the soviet union in the original series so was it one of the next generation movies or sometime in the next generation where uh someone asked Worf why the klingons from the original series yeah. looks different yeah. and he's like we don't talk we about don't that. talk about that yeah. yeah so who will they have who would yeah. they have them looking like yeah and uh yeah apparently Be- there's some kind of offshoot that uh because the discovery klingons look completely different oh yeah they went yeah they they can they completely changed the way they look so would that be what they used since they're since for all intents and purposes strange new world is a spinoff of discovery yeah despite there being you know characters that were in the original series and uh but that's what is so so that's the universe that it exists in although i think they're trying to make these as as much other than the kelvin timeline which is the movie timeline current movie timeline uh, i think they're trying to make it uh, be part of the Discovery universe. So, as I understand, there are, according to San Diego Comic-Con, there are two Star Trek series in development, both with strong female leads. Okay. And so, you got to think Michelle Yeoh is going to be one of them. Okay. And Who's great. Yeah, she's yeah. great. And, and I agree. She's the best part. I mean, I like uh, Michael, and I can't remember the actress. Yeah. Name. I like her a lot. I like that actress a lot. She was great in Walking Dead. Uh, but I love Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh's just she interesting. She was in Walking Dead, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, Who'd she play in Walking Dead? I can't remember the character's name. Oh, I forgot about her in Walking Dead. She wasn't Dead. Rick or Carl. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which, did you see Walking Dead? They're bringing, um, they're bringing um, uh, Rick Grimes and, uh, oh, what's her face, um, with the samurai sword. Oh, uh, one wow, this is how it is on yeah, guys of certain yeah. age. And we, I, have and watched, we, I haven't watched Walking Dead since Negan arrived. Yeah, that's the same here. But they were going to... They, Michonne. They, yeah, Michonne. Uh-huh. So they were going to put Michonne and Rick in a movie, and they, they retconned that and said it's going to be a limited series. Oh, okay, so, great. Those Love those characters, yeah. great characters. But I, I really... 
like I said, before Negan showed up and maybe a little bit before then really used to love walking. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, so yeah, I wouldn't mind revisiting that world. But back to Star Trek. Um, so there's been talk of Michelle Yeoh hemming up a, um, was it section 31 series? Oh yeah. Okay. Great. And discovery season three kind of sets it up. Okay. So, uh, but I'm kind of curious. I don't know if, again, spoiler alert for Discovery. Tilly, she goes off to head star to train the next generation of Starfleet Academy kids. Okay. In the future, uh, I don't know if maybe that's the next series they're going to have for. Oh, or, that would make it. That would. That, they've talked about doing a Star Trek Academy series for years. Yeah. Uh, and you know, actually, they talked about maybe doing it as a young adult. Uh, and there may be a young adult series of novels for it, yeah. but also doing it as a as a series. What would you think about Will Wheaton showing up in in Strange New Worlds as his traveler persona? That he oh, that might be kind of neat. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't think we'll see a lot of next generation folks in there, yeah. unless they may show up playing another character. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I, I'm just waiting for Brent Spiner to show up as some as uh yeah yeah whatever whatever his Noonien Singh not Noonien Singh but that's that's, that's something similar to it yeah, is Khan yeah. Noonien Singh but the, his uh, name the creator's name had something name similar to that we should yeah. know that but again we don't we don't we don't yeah all right so Strange New Worlds is almost enough to make you keep Paramount Plus Plus to watch it again right almost enough I and that's that a I pretty will. strong endorsement yeah but you yeah. would watch Strange but I did New like World. and I did like a lot of stuff from Paramount Plus we I watched Halo. The offer I've mentioned, you know, I love that that we saw some movies on on there. So it was it was it was not something that I was watching. I kept only for Star Trek, but it was certainly what got me there, and will certainly be what gets me back after I do cancel. We probably you hear that Paramount, he's gone, gone, yeah, gone. That's right. Uh, we probably need to revisit a what streaming services do we like or don't like yeah, sometime in the near time. future. Sure so, and maybe we can get Jay from DVDs to Blu-ray. Hey. By that point. I mean, he canceled the DVD subscription to Netflix, which consequently Netflix ended up laying off. How many people after he did that? I don't know. He's He's costing people jobs. He's a harbinger of doom. (laughs) So, all right. That's going to wrap us for us this week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time around.